Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator Grinder, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your ninth official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. Puba will do a deep dive into the history of Ramon Aonis, and Grinder will discuss scotch from the Elay region of Scotland, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Ramon Aonis specially selected with 16-year-aged Lagavulin Scotch. All right, so we have the RAS tonight, a uh, awesome Cuban Robusto that I think we all love so very much. It, it's a uh, 50 ring gauge by 4 and 7 eighths inches. What are you guys getting on the cold draw on the wrapper? A little sweetness. Ooh. Cedar, for sure. Yep. 
So this is a 2019 cigar. Came out of a 50 cab box. I'm with Bam on the sweetness. It's yeah. like honey. It's really good. <laughs> it has like a toffee kind of. Toffee is um, a good word. It is. Uh, it has it all, but it's all, it's very complex. It's ha- it has earth. Do you ever, um, you know, the scent of Ticonderoga pencils after you sharpen them? Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> oh boy! That's what I'm getting. In the code draw, number two, grinder mm-hmm. right into the esoteric. <laughs> um, it kind of I kind of get that though. I, I know I, what you're I saying. I have to say, I, so, he's not wrong. He's not. When you said in the past, petrichor sawdust, <laughs> I'm like completely lost. But you're you're actually correct here. I I, I can I can see it. Can we can so we can call like it? It's like, can we call? It's very specific. But you're not wrong. It's Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my draw is perfect. I don't know about you guys, but oh my gosh. Fantastic. Same. All right, boys, let's light it up. The Cuban Ramon Ionis. And they're just pure selected. tobacco. It tastes like tobacco. Yeah. Um, they're so rich. These are all from the same box, right? Yeah. The 2019. Yep. 50 cab you got, right? I got a new lighter. It's the ST DuPont Defy Extreme and Senator... Got one as well. We could talk about that, but oh my gosh, the in, light on it is so precise. In, in the 24 hours I've been using this, it's already changed my life. Yeah. Did you did you go have these? What I did was I ordered uh, I ordered it in both colors, and then uh, I I kept one, and I was going to return the other one, and then Senator ended up wanting it. So. Can you uh, send me the link, please? Amazon.com. By that he means, can you buy it for him? <laughs> I'll reimburse you. <laughs> oh, fantastic on the light, gentlemen. Fantastic. So I, I would put this, as far as the lizards go, it definitely has become a core Robusto in this group. I mean, this is, for me, is definitely up there as far as how much playing time it's getting in the rotation with the D4 and uh, Epi2 and, and, and uh, some of the other Robustos that we smoked, but just a fantastic cigar. What are you guys getting on the, uh, on the first light? A lot of earthiness, you know, a little bit of sweetness, the a little espresso bean, sweetness and a is nose. strong. Yeah, for me, I think toffee was a really good word that Puba called out. What do we know about Ramon Iones? Long-standing Cuban brand, right? Yeah, since 1837, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, since about since 1837. It's an important brand. It's an important mark in the history of cigars because. For reasons we'll get into, but yeah, 1837 to 1845 was kind of the window when both Ramon and Antonio Olones, their their brothers, but just a quick um, asterisk on that. The Antonio Olones, Ramon's brother, isn't to be confused with the Antonio Olones who was owner of, who became a part owner in El Rey del Mundo. So... They, they, they like came to be in what you would call, I guess, registered in Cuba as an official kind of cigar maker, probably more towards 1845, around the same time that Partagas and Upman, 1844 was Upman, 1845 was Partagas. So, so Ramon Alonis has, has, has been around, is one of the older marcas out of Cuba along with Partagas Upman and Por La Laranja, um, uh, which is also a, a, a very old brand. We should probably 
look at them and talk about them at some point. But well, I know Rooster loves them, right? Yeah, yeah. Rooster really yeah. likes us. His petite yeah. Coronas are very I had good. One last night, actually, the Galanis. That's right. That's right. So the official date of when the company was actually formally founded, it's kind of obscure. The Ramon Alone's um, history, brand history overall is a little bit uh, obscure. But their earliest and kind of, I would call, their most significant contribution to the cigar world which is still relevant today, very relevant, is kind of multifold, right? So they were, uh, they were the first cigar brand to put bands on cigars. They were, they were the first brand to uh, develop uh, cigar art and, and, and actually developing up cigar artwork and, and, and putting lithographs lithography and cigar art inside of dress boxes. So this was the first company to do that. Um, they also were the first to um, uh, to release the 898 format, eight on top, nine in the middle, eight in the bottom um, as well. So this is a, so, and that is interesting when you, when you think about the impact that the companies had, because this is really how the industry presents itself to this day, which is through cigar artwork. I mean, across the board worldwide. Um, now, there's some companies who try and, I think, argue this, but from everything that I've read, it's generally accepted that Ramon Alonis was really the first to do this. So putting bands on cigars, the, the cigar artwork, which when you really look at some of these dress boxes and you take a close look at them, it's it's... Some of this artwork is really gorgeous and beautiful. Well, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about the Ramon boxes or that classic green that they have often. Yep. You think about the Bolivar box, the art with that. Yep. You know, even uh, uh, Rooster mentioned the other day, uh, what was the cigar, the Panatella? Was it Rafael Gonzalez, you said? Yeah. It's not an art, mm -hmm. arts, artsy box, but they put a lot of pride into the presentation, you know? Yeah. Um, it's very cool. It's really cool. And, 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 and that's neat, I think, about their history. It's very relevant. And what's also really relevant about Ramon Alones, too, and what I find, find interesting, and, and, um, and you guys have heard this before, I think we talked about it on the, on the Partagas podcast, is that Ramon Alones was, the ownership eventually changes over to the Cifuentes family. And the Cifuentes family is the, are the owners or were the owners of, of, of Partagas in Cuba pre-revolution. So those... So the, now, under that kind of masthead within the Partagas factory, are the are the the brands that we love and adore, but we loved and adored long before we kind of knew the brand history, which is which are Partagas, Ligoria Cabana, Bolivar, and of course Ramon Alones, all being, you know, these these flavor profiles over time and the style of these these cigars. Of course, they they haven't stayed exactly the same over time but it's not i don't think it's a it's a real coincidence i guess that 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 i know my palates gravitated towards those maybe as opposed to hoyo or cohiba or some of these other markers out of the 27 or so so i think that's interesting too and then and then the last thing i'll say on it is is um they had like 20 vitolas at one time up prior to 94 when habano sasse really took over and and started to kind of call out um, so for ease of production purposes, I guess you'd say. They started to cull a lot of these Vitolas down to just, in, to just ensure 
better quality, ease of production, um, and started to. And so there are three left. You have the Gigante, um, which is a long cigar. You've got the Ramon Alone Specially Selected, which we're smoking now. And then, of course, the Small Club Corona, which is a really terrific smoke, which we can we could even talk about if we want to. But um, and then there's a, a ton of regionals additional uh uh limitadas they use, use ramon for a lot of and, regionals and and and, and la casa de habanos releases so they're they, they ramon alone puts out actually more cigars than you but they do a lot of that which is somewhat of a marketing ploy but also they put out some good cigars um and 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 that's really the history i mean it's it's there's not a ton there but they're super relevant and they're what their contributions are um have been uh to the cigar business overall in terms of their influence and they're part of the Cifuentes family legacy. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, my takeaway from that is they're innovators, which is a really cool part of their story that I certainly didn't know of. I mean, the eight, nine, eight boxes and, you know, cigar art and even banding cigars. These, I, I never knew that this brand was responsible for, you know, leading the charge on all of those things. It's actually really cool. It's one of those brands that are overlooked, I think, by some um, maybe just getting into Cuban cigars because there are only three shapes. And, um, you know, it doesn't ha- it, it, it's not like Partagas, you know, it, it, they don't have a, th- but a thousand different Vitolas. Um, but they do put out some really nice um, regionals and some really nice limitadas. Some are better than others, of course, like all. ELs and, 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 and regionals. I mean, some of it's marketing and some of them are absolutely ridiculously outstanding, right? So like anything else uh, off the island, but, you know, a, a great brand. So uh, we'll get back to that in a second because I have, I have like six questions that have come into my mind right now. But <laughs> yeah, me too. What, um, what are you guys getting on this? Because mine's smoking brilliantly. It's delicious. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, just smell the aroma that's coming out of yeah. it. You know, I mean, it's delicious. It's incredible. Delicious smoke, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And this Robusto, I think it's, for me, it's like the top, like within the top three, four Robustos that, you know, I would rate that in. Yeah, it's a I great, agree. great totally. smoke. You can't ever have enough of these. I agree. There's just no doubt about it. And the beauty about, you know, when you get, like this Robusto is out of a 50 cab, there's a difference when, when it's not in a 50 cab. When, when it's sitting in a 50 cab, all the flavors just kind of like settling in and, you know, it's like all in like a, uh, you know, 50 sticks in one box. I think it just, it makes a difference. The flavor bomb. Flavor bomb, yeah. The, the thing that impresses me most about this cigar is the complexity of flavor that you get out of this Robusto. I mean, we think of a lot of the Cuban Robustos we smoke. There's so many great ones. I mean, we have a list of ones that we love and smoke regularly. But in terms of complexity, where I can actually pick out several distinct flavor notes I'm getting each puff of this cigar. The Ras is right up there at the top of just most complex Robustos for me. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I'd almost say the smoke is like, I want to use the word savory because it's just so full and and delicious and it kind of hits all the bases. That's a perfect description. Savory. savory, You know, it's right on the money. I love this cigar with coffee. I love it after dinner. I love it with a drink. I have a question for all of you. How do you this robusto and the D four? How do you compare? What do you what do you, what, what are there similarities? Are there different? What are the differences? I, I mean, I'll just start by saying I think those are we love those the, two. Those are the two those best the Cuban two. robustos. No doubt as about far it. As I'm That's why I'm asking. Yep. This has more citrus. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> 
You'll what? Get, you'll, you'll get, for the listener, you'll get, you'll get some citrus That's an inside notes. joke. That's, an, inside that's joke. a bam bam. I yeah. get citrus from everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the aroma is, is actually, to me, better than the taste. The aroma is really exceptional. Even to eat from the first light, even till now. Yeah, it does Like the retrohale and just around, around it <laughs> is, is really exceptional. Just getting back to my question, would, would you put one above the other? To me, it's, it's kind of day by day. It's like, what do I reach for today? It's going to be one of these two. I'll yeah. say this. I think we're going to answer that. A little that. different. I think we're going to answer that question when we rate this. Because That's true. We, we've smoked a, a D4 and we've rated it, and we'll smoke this and see where it lands. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 we've smoked, I've smoked a lot of these. A lot. A we, lot. A lot. We a know. Lot. And, and uh, a lot of D4s, and we'll get to that. I, I you know... Um, but yeah, and the, like the quote unquote battle of robustos, you throw the hermosas in there, like the the schwa supreme, um, uh, bolivar, yeah, the bolivar, royal coronas. You know, you, you, there's something special about those as well. Um, that's interesting. Um, I, I think though the thing going back to to Bam on, I don't think we can answer the question of which is better yet. We're going to smoke through this, rate it, and we'll see. But what I what I think is interesting about both of them. <clears throat> Both of these smoke really good young That's in a true. way that I wouldn't say that about some other robust Cuban Robustos. And so that's one of the things that I actually really appreciate about this is that whether I'm getting a 2019, a 2020, a 2015, it's just varying degrees of great. And that's what I love about this stick just like I do the D4. So I'm, I'm dying to take a sip of the Lagavulin and Scotch that we have here. I'm dying to take a sip and, and pair this. So... Lagavulin, 16-year-aged scotch grinder, our resident uh, scotch expert. Tell us a little By the way, I'm going to sip this. I'm going to sip this, and I want to hear. It's great on the nose. Very nice on the nose. Very nice. I'm I'm interested to see what Giz thinks of it. Well, this this was very controversial with Giz uh, the first time he had it. Yeah. We'll have to tell that story. I had had an amateur palate at the time. (laughs) No, primitive, 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 excuse me, primitive, primitive palate at primitive the time. Palette. It's a little more refined now. Yeah, but. I would say you every you've rounded out a lot of the rough edges. I have <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> look at your cabinet. Look at your whiskey selection. It's true. Yeah. Um, so this is a personal favorite of mine. This is one of my favorite scotch of all time. Um, it has a lot of sentimental value for me because when I first started drinking it, I drank it with good friends of mine. In Germany, still good friends of mine, Germans who, you know, I was 22, 23 years old working over there on a project and was there for a better almost a year. And we used to be in a um, this little small town in the Rhineland called Gutersloh. And it was like this, there was nothing there except for this park hotel that we used to stay at. And they would say, this is the scotch we're going to drink. We're going to try to drink this a lot. And then we did. <laughs> it was it was really special. But but it really kind of started my introduction to uh, uh, PD Scotch, and um, you know it, the, they have they make different obviously like all distilleries. Um, they make a lot of different aged. These are sherry mostly sherry um, uh, casks, but they do sherry and bourbon casks kind of mixed. Um, and the I, one of the funny things about this brand is that it's. It's notoriously, or not notoriously, famously associated with Nick Hofferman, 
who's who's uh, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, yeah. Because Ron Swanson's character in Parts and Recreation was like the man's man. He like only ate red meat and was like no nonsense. You know, had a certain proclivities and political views that were associated with that whole ethos, and he was just like a lot like Puba. <laughs> and <laughs> and you know and um and and since that that uh, episode or not just that episode, that whole show, he is now, he has like his, own, I think he has his own Lagavulin scotch. That's like an eight year Nick Offerman special edition uh, Lagavulin. But um, back to the basics, it's an Elay scotch. So Elay scotch is, is famously peaty because of all the peat marshes, especially in the Southern part of the island. Um, the most famous PD Scotch is obviously Lafroig. Yeah, I can't. Lefroig, Lefroig. That is, that is, I can't do that. It's yeah. gasoline in I a bottle. I can't do it. I can't I'm mess sorry. with that. So this, I think this distillery is, you know, just has been around for a while, probably early, early 1800s, um, like, like most of them. Um, and like most of them, they were probably distilling for a long time before then, uh, illegally, because that's just kind of what the Scotch did, the Scots did. Um, and they, um, I think they actually got into quite a few legal battles with their neighbor, the Lafroy Distillery, because they saw a couple of the distillers who founded the Lagavulin saw the success that Lafroy was having, and they said, "We want to make something similar and make this an Elay, like an Elay kind of Scotch." And they did, and it turned out to be to taste very different. So if you tasted Lafroy and then you taste Lagavulin right next to it, you certainly know, notice a difference. The peat is more softer. There's a more there's more sweetness. You can definitely get some of the in, sherry in the, in the log of one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, to the benefit, it didn't taste like to their benefit. I think it didn't taste like um, like Lafroy. Now, one of the things that makes it different is that their pot stills are very shallow. They're like pear pot stills, um, or and they're not as high. So what that happens is this this scotch you could, it's kind of it's kind of thick. Its viscosity is, it's a little heavy. And the reason is, is because when, when you have a pot still that's short, a lot of the particulates don't get, don't, you know, they, they, they stay with the, they, they don't get uh, sucked out of the, uh, um, not sucked out, but they, they stay with the, the vapors as they go up and it's distilled. You know what's funny, as you say about viscosity, if you turn your cup to the side, oh, yeah. you'll kind of see it. It's like, it's like molasses. It is. Yeah. It, it kind of stays on the side of the glass. It's got some legs. That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. That's pretty wild. So that's why is because it has these short pear, uh, pear-shaped pot stills, um, copper pots. And, um, and it, because it's shorter, a lot of the particulates in the peat remain in it. Um, but also a lot of the particulates from the sherry um, uh, casks remains in it as well. So, that's and, awesome. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something I drink a lot of. I... Um, I pretty much only go for the 16. They make a, uh, they do make an eight, um, which isn't so bad. It's, it's, it's do they, pretty, do they make a, a 12 or no? I, I don't think they make a 12. They, that's interesting. They, they don't make a 12. They do make a 10. They make okay. a, yeah, okay. So does, does, do the P, so the world of PD Scotch is not a world that, you know, that I swim in that, that much. Um, now, as I drink this, I can, I almost want to say it's like the first time I had Campari, where I had, you guys know what Campari is? Of course. Of course, right? 
right? The first time I had Campari and the first time I had a Negroni and it's like that, it, I'm not comparing the way they taste, but I, is it safe to assume that um, that these peaty scotches take a little bit of a little bit of time to be able to appreciate them fully? Like right out of the gate, you know, when you have Campari and you drink a Negroni, you're like, that's really bitter. Like this is really peaty. There's like some bold, yeah, different kind probably. of flavor. Maybe take it like takes a little bit of time to get, like to get there with it. To like, acquire might, a taste. To acquire yes, thank you. You might say to acquire a taste for it. You might say it's moving from primitive to to refined. Ooh, you boy. might. <laughs> oh, <laughs> another inside joke. No, so so no, but I'm being a serious. Lot like our though. moderator, so, like, I'll you be your poster child. To, <laughs> yeah, but, like you almost need to give it a chance. So I guess what my point is 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 a guy who doesn't drink a lot of peaty scotch. Is this something that you would suggest that the listener should needs to kind of like say, okay, I'm going to try this and keep an open mind and try and really migrate yeah. towards it because it could be a little bit, it's bold. So I don't, I don't think so. I don't think this Lagavulin tastes as much like cough medicine as Lefroy does, and Lefroy is notoriously in those green bottles because they avoided customs in prohibition, especially because they literally said it was cough medicine. And they had them in the green, like medicine bottles. But so is Lagavulin. Uh, it's more like, I, I mean, that's a green bottle. I don't. That's a green that's bottle. A green you bottle. can call it that's a green. Maybe that's why. Is, yeah. Yeah, but it's not as green as as the Lefroy. Um, who cares what the freaking color of the bottle is? But but you can but what I'm saying a taste for it. So though. what I, I mean, I would say, of course, I'm going to say you should try it because I love it. And the funny thing for me though is when I, I didn't really drink a lot of scotch when I first started drinking Lagavulin. But it, and I didn't really like the the flavor that much. I was like 22, and I wasn't really like into it yet. But this was different to me. It was like, wow, wow, this is like, it kind of tastes like I'm in the woods, and kind of tastes like you know, you know, some kind of campfire, and you know, I and I love that about it. And you know, I think if you appreciate that, obviously the flavor of cigars, I think it pairs nicely with any cigar. It's pairing very well with this Ras. How do you compare this to like Talisker? Talisker ten, uh, very similar. Um, I would say Talisker is is uh, has a lot more spice notes. Lot not as it's nearly not peaty, um, in my opinion. It's, I don't, so yeah, it was funny when Grinder and I saw each other the other day. I, I had ordered Talisker ten, and it's I think sweeter and spicier than this. Like a lot of cinnamon spice you get in Talisker that I feel like is not really but, yeah. but less here. peaty. I, Wait, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Usually, yeah, don't I don't get any. I don't but is that speedy. is that also an Elay? Talisker is an Elay. Well, actually, let me double check that. I'm pretty sure it is. The peat is minimal, though, in that compared to this. But back to back to Black Moon 16. I, I so I've been drinking this for a very long time, and I've always. I think one of the beauties no. of Scotch is you have a, a range. And in my rotation over the years, and it's expanded certainly over time, but even in my early days of drinking scotch, at one end of the spectrum was always McAllen and Balvini. In the middle of that was always Oban. And at the end was Lagavulin. And that was as peaty as I ever liked to go. I mean, Lagavulin, you know, misted in a cocktail, something mixed just for that smoke flavor is great. But to sip Lefroy, I can't possibly do that. Lagavulin for me... If I can't have a cigar and I'm out with some friends at a bar and I'm craving a smoke or I'm having dinner and I'm not going to be able to have an after-dinner smoke, there's nothing better than a glass of Lagavulin because it's satisfying my itch for scotch and that peaty, smoky character of it gives me almost that flavor profile and sensation of having a cigar. 
which is fantastic. And then for the times that I'm having a cigar and I want something peatier, it's just a perfect pairing with the smoke. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that because um, I don't drink much of this. Um, not for any particular reason. I just haven't. I just haven't had much of it. You know, you get in your in, in your in your habits, and you like what you like, and um, that's exactly what it is. It tastes like just kind of as as someone who's naive to these PD scotches, and or, or you know, you know, it has that charred, like almost like a, a charred smoky taste and then right so this is what i'm talking about like you can come around to this like that's making me come around like i'm feeling i'm tasting that now that you're mentioning that and it's making me come around to it it's 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 kind of nice i also can i just quickly say i have no authority to do this but i feel like grinder deserves like an honorary phd in distilling because your Absolutely. knowledge just hearing i mean sure. I, i've known you now for a while and just hearing you describe this stuff and without any preparation or notes it's honestly incredibly impressive so I, as far as preparation and notes i did get a curveball and i wasn't sure about the uh, uh talisker so i just checked it, it isn't it isn't elay it's sky which makes sense because guys kind of that it's more minerally um uh, scotch right. um so that that's your answer, and I, I for some reason I knew it. I just I wasn't sure. So but I this tastes like a this tastes like a almost. Am I wrong if it, saying it tastes like almost like a like a campfire or like yeah, a, yeah or like, much a, or so. like yeah. a in a, oh, yeah. in a cup? Yeah, but in a good way. In a good way. It's in a cold, way. It's in a cold, cold weather scotch. Yeah. yeah, it's a cold weather scotch to me. Like I, I think in the summertime I'm not going to go to this as much as I I would when it's cold out. I right, think this, right. this is a really nice winter fall. Uh, a drink and certainly with a cigar too for me honestly it's a lot better than i remember it to be mm. there's a great combination of sweetness and a little of the the smokiness a lot like this cigar we're smoking yeah for me it, there's sweet and savory in this ras which i think pairs beautifully with this particular that's Agreed. a great point yeah it's a really good point uh bam I, like at first when i first when i like i first lit the cigar and then i'm 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 i'm, I'm getting there with you know with the, with the lagavulin i'm trying to say to my is it i'm asking myself is it fighting with each other it's now completely settled in the cigars settled in um the scotch has opened up i did put one ice cube in it um and the scotch has opened up a little bit and uh, i agree with you bam that's it's it, it actually really does pair quite nicely one of the things um, that i like about drinking the scotch is that the first few sips few first few drams of this you, it's a lot more pronounced. And then as you drink more of it, it begins to taste more like the sherry and the bourbon. You, 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 lose, more, you lose the campfire. That just happened. That's yeah. just happening. It's like your mouth That's adjusts. Just, yeah. It's yep. like it's adjusting. That's why I was asking, like, this, it's, this has got to be acquired. Yeah. You have to kind of, like, make an adjustment, like, and get you, into it. It takes patience. Like, all, a lot of good things in life, you have to have good patience with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I'm very proud of myself in, in my transformation as a primitive palate into now my... I'm, listen, I'm going to go to dinner parties and I'm going to act like you and just tell these stories of how these things are distilled. And it's all to your credit, but I'm going to take all the credit. Because just make sure. Just make I'm, sure. Now, I'm now becoming an absolute expert on scotch because of Grinder and you doing go, this podcast. When you go to that dinner party, just make sure you do one thing. Button down. 
Button down shirt. Oh, God. yeah. You need to really listen. Can we should we talk about this? Yeah, I because, think we need to. Yeah. yeah. So you, shit. I'm sorry I brought it up. So, <laughs> you fucker. So we, we have to do this. We have to. Do this. I, I'm gonna start. I'm sorry. So you know, Gizmo, our esteemed producer, we're eternally grateful and lovable. Don't qualify the bullshit. No, no. I have to qualify. Lovable and huggable. I have to qualify because I feel like your nature is so technical that it lends itself to. You know, just a very casual attire. And so Gizmo's always in a T-shirt and jeans and a hoodie. Sorry, that's actually probably the most important descriptor, a hoodie. Mm. I and love a hoodie, man. <laughs> the, black, the, big, black the, hoodie. Biggest, the biggest time of the year is when hoodie weather starts. I and love, it's like, hoodie weather is here. Yeah, hoodie, listen, <laughs> there is no better seasonal change. It's not spring into summer, summer into fall, fall into a snowy winter. It's when hoodie season arrives. That is the best Seasonal change at any given time yeah. of the year. I mean, look, you you, you dress like my thirteen year old son, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. I mean, if, if, if we just who's go, also named Gizmo, <laughs> who's also named Gizmo, quite uh, literally, uh, quite literally, uh, um, yes. Uh, and he loves technical stuff as well. Uh, but if we shaved you, and uh, he actually has an identical haircut to you as well, uh, which is kind of funny. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, I'll, I'll pass, I'll pass, I'll pass the mic to these guys. But, the, but, but, <laughs> the clothes situation—it's, it's, you know, there's. I think you have an opportunity. If this is a performance review, you do have an opportunity to evolve. Well, I'm saying as 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 one of all of us conducting the performance evaluation, I I am impressed. To, I'm I'm proud to say that there has been significant improvement made mm. in that Gizmo has had some more formal settings and events that he's had to go to. That I assume in the past somehow he would have wore a t-shirt too, plain and black t-shirt, a plain black t-shirt, and we have counseled him otherwise, and. So much so, I, I told you know, Gizmo. Where where we can relate is I hate shopping in a store. Oh, God. absolutely hate it. It's like the worst thing I could possibly spend my time doing. So you just want to get in and out, or if you're going to have to be in for a while, you want to have like a drink or be watching sports. So I told him about the Nordstrom Men's Shop in Manhattan, where they have a bar and TVs, and he got well taken care of, got what he needed, actually put on a blazer for probably the first time in a few years, and he, I think he had a good experience. Listen, the high school I went to, all right, I wore a suit every day. That was the wardrobe. So when I got into college, I, I already checked all the boxes with dressing nice. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't need it in my life. <laughs> if I'm going to a wedding or a funeral, I'm, I'm totally there. But if I'm going out with friends, I'm going out to dinner, it's just, it's, it's just not interesting to me. My, my work, I own my own company, I, I you know... And what I do, it doesn't really require in any sense button downs and niceness. Understood. A little but different than you guys. Under, understood, but you still need to own a few dress shirts. I now have two. <laughs> okay, two is good. Blue and white? Blue and black. And black I, have a white, I do have. I do have a white. Wait, one. wait, wait. No, no, I have a white one. Thank I do you. have a white. I'm sorry. Black. I do have a white. I mean, black is great. I have some black button. No, I, I wear a black button down in jeans when I wanted for an evening like, out. For an evening like out, like Gizmo yeah. Plus, like a Gizmo. <laughs> oh yeah, like <laughs> like like a Gizmo Plus setting. You know, yeah, I'll wear yeah. the black button down, untucked, black button down. That Nordstrom experience is great, oh. though. <laughs> it's Senator, yeah, it was unbelievable. 
It's unbelievable. I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to give a quick. I have to. You I have, have to, to give, give them a plug. Kudos. We're not they're getting awesome. paid for this. At I, all. I, it was a former client of mine. I, you know, they're fantastic. It's great. They're they're incredible. Again, as someone who absolutely hates going in a store and shopping, I I got back from a trip and I realized that I left uh, an all black suit in a hotel. And of course, I called the hotel. Oh, we have no idea. Someone stole it. Obviously, <laughs> it's on eBay. And I unfortunately had to go to a funeral right when I got back. And I needed that black suit. So I said, well, shoot, where am I going to go that within a day is going to tailor a suit and I'm going to be ready to go for this funeral? So I go to the Nordstrom Men's Shop in Manhattan. It just opened. And I read all this stuff. It's the greatest shopping experience ever. And I said, I just hope this will be quick. I walk in there. Woman looks at me. What are you here for? I told her a black suit. She looks at me. She says, all right, you're a size this. I said, exactly. She said, I'm going to give you three suits. You tell me what looks like the best fit for you. She puts down three. I say, that's probably the best one. Try it on. Tailors me. They, they take the measurements and she goes, go sit at the bar, have a drink, have some lunch. We'll be done in 30 minutes. I'm sitting there. There's no way. I sit at the bar. I have a drink. I have lunch. I think the World Cup was on whatever year that was. And uh, sure enough, 30 minutes later, I was out with a tailored suit and was ready to go. It was the greatest shopping experience of my life. So that's why I told Gizmo for someone who... It's, it's painful to go through shopping. That's as easy as it's going to be. Well, it's get. beautiful because you don't have to return to, you know, to pick it up. Right. So let's say, let's say the, ta- you know, uh, the taper, if they were doing a taper on the, on the pants, that the taper was just you wanted it adjusted. Or if you wanted the length that the hem adjusted. Or if you wanted the, the jacket or the sleeves just taken up a, a little bit, you could do it right there in real time. Maybe you have to wait another half an hour, but they would do that. Um, and you were in a pinch. I was. I had a funeral. Yeah, you, you, you were yeah. in a pinch, and you needed something in literally forty-eight hours. And we were like, "Do we have a?" Ta-? I'm like, "Well, there's a tailor in town, but he's going to charge you." You know, the thing that that uh, senator's getting at is that the tailoring at Nordstrom is is it comes with the suit, which or or whatever you're getting, the menswear that you're buying, um, whether it's a sport coat or pants or whatever, um, which is nice. Um, and the tailors at the Manhattan store are, 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 are good tailors. I would argue much better than the, than the tailors in New Jersey. No offense to the Easy. tailors in New Jersey, right? Uh, now, if you brought that same off-the-rack suit, you could run it over to a couple local tailors here, and there are some fantastic ones, but it, and you could get it for in, in maybe a day, but you were paying. Absolutely. You're paying. You're paying not, a premium, Not just too. a little. Yeah, you're, you're paying, paying probably closer yeah. to $200 yeah. to get that, to get to do everything, depending on what you need. If you need the jacket taken in, the sleeves taken I mean, for me personally, uh, not to digress into a whole, uh, a whole haberdashery conversation, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 but I mean, for me personally, at my size, right, at, at, at a 50 long, that I have to get actually taken in. I have to get into a 50, a 50 long. And then, first of all, they only have two suits off the rack for me. That you go in, maybe <laughs> one, you go, what do you have in 50 long? They go, we got this and we got this. So that's a whole other can of worms for me personally. So what I can actually even find that's reasonable in sport coats off the rack, especially now with the supply chain problem, it's, it's a problem. But anyway, so you have so. A good, you know, a, a good tailor for me at my size is worth is worth its weight in gold. Um, 
And to get it done fast in a pinch, man, it was... And to get it done fast in a pinch, the, that's the place brilliant. you got to go. The only other place I'm just quickly going to give a plug to, this is for any lizard out there that needs a... Big, a, big a and tall? Good, no. <laughs> <laughs> that needs a, a, a quality suit and that tailor and alterations can be done same day within hours. Suit supply. They've got locations in New York. They have, they're in D.C., a few other major cities. Outstanding experience. Painless in and out. Very competent staff. Love that place. Can I, can I get a drink there? They'll give you an espresso or water, but not an alcoholic Not bad. Drink. Not you, bad at all. You know, if you're a normal size, you can get great deals. You can get great deals at some of those off the rack, off, uh, like whatever it is. They used to have a store called Saks Off Fifth. They used so to have right. some of the, do they still have that? Yeah. And, and, and anyway, some of the, but if you're like a normal size, like a 46 regular, boy, oh boy. You get last year's stuff. You can get a you can get a a, a fifteen hundred dollars suit for seven hundred bucks, six hundred dollars if you're a normal size. If you're giganto, mm -hmm. like me, <laughs> or what they would call massive, quote unquote, yeah. you 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 you're, you're 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 shit out of luck. So the um the the off the rack thing is really actually that's uh, Nordstrom has a Nordstrom rack that's one of their yep. highest grossing or high, most profitable segments is oh, it, rack it is What's yeah weird. and, and racks e-commerce they're actually like, bouncing off they're separate did i hear they're going to spin yes. off nordstrom rack they probably are. because it's so much more profitable you look at the margins yeah, it's so much I better just heard that today. and then the other thing that the nordstrom does exceptionally well it's different from any other retail location is we're talking about this experience of buying stuff there which is a great experience right and the people who work there they get paid well and they do a good job. They do. They'll give you your card. They'll give you the card. You can call them. And the 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 thing about the experience is those restaurants, they all operate independently. They they hire good chefs who run their own menu, who order their own shit, and they operate their own P and L. And they they do it well. They take pride in their in their stuff. They don't. They they hold they're they're held to their high standard, the Nordstrom standard. But they're also their own standards, so they have they, they control their own menu, and so at least space. All right, if I say any more about Nordstrom, they're going to owe us each a free suit. <laughs> so I want to get back to this cigar. Yeah, and, please. Andy, listen. <laughs> once we get out of the experience that I had in New York, that you turn me on to, like I, shopping is just I'm not. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> That's the worst. Like it's never going to happen. So yeah, back to the Rass and the Lagavulin. I mean, what a perfect pairing this ended up being. And it's excellent. It's, it's it's excellent. They really complement each other. Um, so the Rass, I would say, as as we're getting further with this stick, picks up a bit in strength, mm -hmm. not aggressively, bit. but just yeah. a little bit. I still get the sweetness all the way through. Yeah, just the aroma from the smoke is it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 more complex than I think. People, some people, people who know, I think know, but it's more complex than it gets credit for. It, it there's, there's no, there, there's actually some floral notes in it, subtle, uh, but they're there. Um, there's that, there's the, there's that cough, there's this coffee and earth, and there's a nuttiness to the smoke. Um, that's altogether different than a Partagas D4, which is why it just fits so nicely. It just slides right in. When you want a Robusto, it slides right in to a rotation very, very nicely. Well, I want to talk about something we actually, for some reason, haven't yet mentioned about this cigar, and it's the construction. 
one of the things that early on years ago when I had, I guess, smoked my first RAS that somewhat deterred me a bit was Ramon Ionis, and I would put Bolivar in the same category. It's a more rustic construction. Yeah, very, I was used very to toothy. smoking a lot of Partagas, which is a very smooth, sharply constructed cigar, like very presentable. I mean, you could gift anyone a single of almost any Partagas, and it just looks beautiful. Yeah, the, t- the seams are really tight. Exactly. It just looks like an right. expensive cigar, and they're not you know all that expensive. And these cigars, Bolivar, Ramon Ionis, you look at them, and they look more rustic, and it made me question a little bit. I said, well, it just it doesn't look the most presentable. And then you light up that RAS, just like you light up a Bolivar, and you're like, wow, the flavor is just incredible out of this cigar. So I just say that because for anyone who's ever seen one of these or picked one up and maybe been a little bit skeptical or doesn't know as much about the brand like a Partagas or a Monte Cristo or an Upman, it's worth it beyond words. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I have a question, and maybe this, maybe that points to to the answer, and I think that we're going to kind of have a few different from what we're talking about. But going back to what you said, Puba, some of the history of Ramon, for how long that they've been around, you know, parallel to the timeline of, of Partagas and Upman and some of the others, why is this an overlooked marca? But not the folks that know, not the folks who are deep into Cuban cigars, but for somebody who's just getting into it, why is it not right next to an Upman or a Partagas? I can answer that. I why? Think I have a hypothesis as to why. I'm curious. And I think that, I think because um, na- a, a, br- a brand name like Partagas is also just pure marketing. It's come out of, it's ubiquitous in ter- because it's, because of the, uh, is it, the, they're made in the Dominican, right? The, 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 the oh, stuff no. that's distributed by, whether general it's Alta, General Cigar yeah. or Altatus or whoever does it. Um, I don't smoke them. But but that that name, like the Monte Cristo name, the Partagas name, this this isn't one of the... Ramon Alones is not manufactured in Nicaragua or, or the Dominican Republic. Cohiba. It's not one of those names. It's a truly a Cuban... It's truly a Cuban brand, a Cuban marca. So the name recognition isn't there. So like that cachet, like when you look at the band, it's kind of an understated band. It's not, it's not as familiar... So, so it's branding, really. Well, so I think that's part of it. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. And that's I, what I assumed was going to happen. I, I feel like there was going yeah. to be a couple different... And components. the Batobas were cut. Yeah, and that's and I was curious why they did... I mean, Habana has no explanation for most things, but... There's that, but I, I'm still going in another direction. I, I think also their distribution is just not as far and wide as a lot of these other brands. And, you know, sure, you can argue that that's, well, you know, the demand's not there, so that's why maybe they're not distributed in all these places... But when I travel to Europe and Asia, the only cigars you'll get, first of all, are going to be Cubans. You'll never find Padrones, Nicaraguans, Dominicans in any of these countries. Everything is Cuban. And the Cuban brands that I see there is always Partagas and Monte Cristo are the two guarantees at any cigar place you go anywhere in Europe or Asia. I actually have never seen a single Ramon Ionis of any sort in London, Paris, Singapore, none of the above. I, I've not seen oh, one I can buy there. Not surprising. They just don't make as many. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, they don't. I mean, they don't make as many as 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 than as, as many cigars. So I just you looked know? up. So uh, yeah. So I, I just looked up. AJ Fernandez is making the Ramona Jonas in Nicaragua now. 
Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. All right. And I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't know that either. I had to so look it up. The only yeah. reason I knew that, and it's funny, is that true? I, I texted I didn't Gizmo know this. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. I texted That's Gizmo right. this just probably two nights ago. I saw um, someone reviewed a uh, an AJ Fernandez Ramon Ionis cigar. So the reason that AJ Fernandez is making these. So I'm previewing what hopefully will be a future episode. Is this recent? I, yeah. or okay. no, Well, I don't know how recent, but it is recent. Relatively recent. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing I read was that A.J. Fernandez, his father, his favorite Cuban cigar brand was Ramon Ionis. So he, I guess, had reached out and formed this partnership with Ramon Ionis to make a, you said it was in the Dominican? Uh, Nicaraguan. Oh, Nicaraguan. Uh, Nicaraguan, AJ Fern- uh, a Nicaraguan Ramon Ionis made by A.J. AJ Fernandez. Fernandez. And I saw recently some very good reviews about this torpedo that they make. So I had texted Gizmo saying we should consider reviewing it as a new world, but with a sort of homage to Cuba. Great idea. Cigar. So that's a great that may idea. be a future episode we great do. Great idea. I did not know. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I had to look it up. I, I just, you know, and same, you know, to, to talk about us, our experience with this, this cigar. I mean, I, I found it through you guys, but it certainly was never even on my radar as a cigar smoker. Even when I wasn't smoking Cubans, it was always obviously Cohiba, Upman, Partagas, Monte Cristo. But really, that, 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 was, that was it. This is the first time I've ever smoked it. Wow. Yeah, you haven't had wow. it before. Yeah. Your Re- first rest. Is that right? Is I've, that never really? had, I've never had a rest. I had this cigar in Mexico in 99. Wow. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> La Casa de la so, so there's, there's a couple of things fantastic. you can always rely on, death and taxes, and the other is is Rooster flexing in the corner on his cigars. <laughs> and when he smoked them. And when he smoked them. <laughs> no, but but to your point, Giz, on on the uh, the RAS, and this goes to what Rooster was saying earlier about this coming from a 50 cabinet of these, the first RAS cigars I had tried were out of a dress box of 25. And for the listener, that's just that cardboard box, essentially. They were not nearly as enjoyable as this cigar is out of a 50 cabinet. So for anyone who goes out and tries to buy these after, and you should, they're very affordable and they're, they're widely available. If you can get a 50 cabinet in a cedar wooden box, they're just the so much better. And I don't, you know, you were talking about what happens, the magic inside of that cabinet. There's something special there. It's just not the same in a dress box. I'll, I'll sign up for that if, if any of you lizards have a impending. Well, you can go shopping in Rooster's uh, <laughs> tower. DM me. <laughs> I'll DM you on whatever social media modicum I mean, you have going on right now. Like any 50 cab, it, it's, it's, uh, it's it, when, you, when you first open it. And you and you and you slide the lid back, and I always do this. I always I always grab the ribbon, and I and I lift it up, and I and you smell it. I'm starting to get goosebumps during this. It's <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. And we've talked about wow, what I would love a fifty cabinet of Partagas D Force. Um, wouldn't that be amazing? The thing with the the the, the Ramon Alones, now I've had good twenty five count boxes. I've bought twenty five count boxes, multiple of of Ramon Alones. I've had good ones. Um, the problem, the little bit of a problem that you can run into with those is one. First off, the the the, the aging, of course, obviously, in a fifty cab is going to be better because all the everything shakes hands, right? It's like a big it's like a big marinade. Two, the semi box press. Um, 
that happens in that in that in that dress box. Yeah, they're like stuffed in there. Well, yes, they become kind of semi-box press, which can lead to some, which could potentially lead to a draw issue, weirdness, a weird burn. You know, it can. But I've had good. I just want to caveat by saying. It's not that binary. Like it, it, you, you can definitely find some, not, like a twenty-five count box of Ramon Alone, especially selected, and then the, and they can be really, really fantastic. So, but you're way better off because it's such a staple, and because it, in in my personal opinion, it should be in most cigar smokers' humidors. If you like the style of of, of cigar, if it, if it's gonna be there. You might as well just get the fifty cab and bite the bullet and and, and, and do it. Now, if you're having problem accessing the the, the, the cigar for a cabinet for whatever reason, just get the twenty five count box and roll the dice because most of the time you're gonna be okay. But you could run into some some issues. And 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 to Senator's point before, yes, is is the construction of these always spectacular or or, or always consistent? No. But majority of the time, they are pretty consistent. And but you're going to run into some weirdos once in a while. And regardless, yeah. the flavor always delivers. And it always delivers. That's what keeps us coming back to this. Cigar. What's the price yeah. on this? $12, 14 bucks somewhere in there. It's ridiculously affordable. It. I mean, it's tough right now given the supply issues and the price gouging and stuff. But you can usually get a 50 cap for somewhere around 625 bucks, 650 That bucks. never ceases to amaze me how there's these... Nicaraguan, Dominican brands that are charging up, you know, crazy prices for these cigars that are okay. And then you have Cubans that are still, you know, some of the best in the world, and they're very, very reasonable. $12, $13 cigar, that's world-class all day, every day. I mean. Yeah, well, you got to think, too. I mean, the, the Nicaraguan and the Dominicans, I mean, you're paying for the marketing dollars. You're paying for the, right. you know, Cubans are certainly, they're not paying a but, decent wage. No, you know, but you're, to the you're, people you're, you're also them, paying. You're paying for shipping, right? I mean, the landed cost for these. Are th- I'm assuming that's what you mean. Thirteen dollars is landed cost. You know, if you get this in Spain, you're you're not paying that many euro for it. That's, well, yeah, yeah, but if you get them in London, forget it. it the, the oh, tax in London, this is tax. a forty dollar U.S. stick. Yeah, um, well, it's outrageous. That's the thing. You know, to 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 kind of piggyback on what senator and everybody's been saying my view is that if you can get a cigar from cuba in a 50 cab you if you can afford it and if you can find the space for it and if you like the cigar you always have to go that route because i have never had a cigar that's come out of a 50 cab that has performed worse than a cigar coming out of a dress box and that's that i think is just a very consistent experience with cubans and to the listener if you can source that and maybe you're not sold on that cigar yet you maybe never even tried it and you don't want to be stuck with 50 of those cigars split them up with friends that's what we do all the time i mean we we, we source 50 cabs and each guy goes in and we get to try a little bit of everything so i hope other lizards are doing the same thing sometimes you might be able to find like a five pack yeah you know, some stores sell it. singles yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can get singles and and try them, and then if you love them, you because not you know not everyone out there is gonna have like a huge cabinet to store like you know fifty caps. If you have a small humidor, you know it's gonna take over the whole box. I mean, you're gonna take them out and put them in the box, or you know, or Tupperware or whatever you're gonna do. Yeah, that's true. I will say in in because I think we're in the last third here, right? So we're getting close to the end. The the a tasting note. 
that that I find to be it it down to the like whistle to whistle. This is a 2019 cigar. Whistle to whistle, it's really good. Like down the stretch, this thing is 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 really a good everyday rotation cigar. Like it's so solid. Like it's just, I mean, is it, um, you know, is it your top tier of of all time? No, but I mean, it's but it's it's really good. It stays kind of mellow. Like there's not a ton of rough edges down the stretch. It builds in strength and flavor. It just performs super. It delivers. It delivers, man. Like and deli- I, really does. I think the last point you just said there, Poop, is, is important. That there's not really many rough edges down the stretch for a cigar that puts out as much flavor as this does. You know, the, the challenge I feel like with cigars for a lot of smokes that put out a lot of flavor, if they're not aged long enough or they're just not that great a cigar, they've got some real serious rough edges down the stretch. And this doesn't have that, which is what's so remarkable about this. There's kind of a mellowness to it, but it delivers. But like there's nicotine in here. Like it does give you that lift. It gives you a little lift. It gives you a little. It's like medium to like medium. Yeah, medium full. And it gives you that little. It it delivers. It's perfectly balanced. I want want to ask this question about you. And it's it's been mentioned a few times. This uh, um, everyday rotation you know, category. Um, do you think size has a lot to do with that? Absolutely. Size matters. Absolutely. Do you think, cause, cause, cause Robusto <laughs> always seems to be, seems to be the kind of sweet spot for everyday rotation. in in my opinion, and this is coming from a guy who I smoke a lot of different random cigars, different brands, different origins, different, you know, all that shit. Yeah. You're ran, you're rando commando. <laughs> new, new lizard name <laughs> so it depends on the time of the day too right yeah so if you want like a quick stick you might want to do a panatella or a petite corona or even a corona size but a robusta is a good 45 minutes to an hour smoke so I, and i think that i think that's why it fits in is it's not a huge time commitment you can slot it in wherever and for me uh, this is uh, why i say this is a great daily great price great flavor great performance but it fits well with a coffee. It fits well after lunch. It fits well after a steak. Fits it's, well it's with a lot of anywhere. It slots in anywhere. It to, does. To Grinder's point there, I feel like the Robusto is such an important and foundational size in the cigar world in the sense that you think about our lives, everything is almost blocked out in hour increments. You think of it's when true. we're like during our workday, how meetings are set, how we block any amount of time in our minds. I've got an hour I can devote to X or Y. And I love a Robusto. And I, I would venture to say that we probably all smoke Robustos more than any other shape. It's not to say that that's our favorite. I'm sure it's different by each lizard. But I think we've probably smoked more Robustos than any shape of cigar. And I think it's because it fits so perfectly into your daily life, which is why it's become part of that rotation. I mean, we love Churchill's, but we can't always devote an hour and a half, two hours to a cigar. We love double Coronas. We can't always have two hours. We love petite Coronas, but sometimes 35 minutes is too short. And so I, I just appreciate, that's why the Battle of Robustos for me has always been the most fun because that's just, that's the exact shape that's always going to fit in my life no matter what. And I want to know exactly what the best Robustos are that I should be slotting into those moments. So what, what aside from this and a D4? The 
Bolivar Royal Corona. Exactly. Oh, that's, right. that's a good one. Exactly Schwa right. Supreme. And, uh, Schwa Supreme. What's El, Schwa? El Rey del Mundo. Oh, we should try. I've never heard oh, of that. Oh, it's wonderful. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Different. Yeah. And, different. Uh, are Much they easy different. to find or no? Yeah. You can find them. So it's like D4s them. and Racing. They're not as ubiquitous as a D4. Okay. They're soft. nearly. St. Louis. St. Louis Ray. St. Louis Del Rey. Del Rey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of of what Rooster mentioned, I, I feel like the the Boulevard Royal Corona you can definitely easily find in source. Um, what we're smoking, the Ras, you can the D four that we've reviewed, Argus, the, Ho- the you Hoyo can. Hoyo Epi two, right? Epi two, you can. I think the only one that's probably harder is that Schwa Supreme. That's not the easiest to find because they don't. It's they not don't as make popular. As many. Yeah. And well, Cohiba just don't make Cohiba Robusto. Cobo yeah. is a Cohiba Robusto is a very popular Robusto. And and uh, you know, for the listener out there, you can find. What uh, Habanos calls the selection uh, Robustos, anywhere between, say, 100, 125 bucks. And what you do is you get five. And I think we may have talked about this on a previous pod, but it's a good one if you're looking for Robustos. You get five uh, Habanos uh, Cuban uh, Robustos. You get a Cohiba, a Monte, a Romeo, a Partagas, and a Hoyo in a so box. What's so the Monte Robusto? What, what, I think what is that, that number? I, I don't know. I don't know if they make it. They may make it just for this specific selection. Because I know they do that with, they have a Petite Robusto selection as well. Well, the Petite Edmundo. That, right? but, but I'm saying, I, I think they make some sticks just for this. Um, but the, uh, the Monte Cristo is called a Robusto. So I'm not sure if what I'm reading is incorrect. But yeah, so you can get that at a pretty good price pretty much anywhere. It's a nice venture into finding maybe which, which of the five um, main brands, according to Habanos, that uh, fit your palate the so, best. I love this cigar. I mean, it's great. It's really I, nice. I definitely want to, you know, procure some. I can't believe you've not you've not had this before. Never, no, really, yeah, yeah. So, so shocking. Like the, so, just just to clarify, there is a slight difference between a technically what a robusto is and what you'd call a hermosos. Oh yeah. So the, the, it's a slight difference. They cut their convergent, of course. So, like the Swash Supreme is. Technically, or hermosos. Oh, okay. The, I, right, and like I think the short punch to punch is uh, is is uh, it's like a short robusto. It's, it's a That's hermosos. It. It's, it's just shorter. slightly shorter. Is it a little fatter too? No, uh, yeah. no. It's a fifty. Fifty okay. ring gauge. Okay. They're, they're forty-eight instead of fifty, and they're just slightly shorter and slightly just a couple millimeters uh, uh, slimmer. You know what I mean? But there's something about those too Great that stick. people love. <laughs> um, it it's almost a robusto. You know, it's like a robusto, slightly is, diminutive. Is 54 the cut, the cutoff for robusto? Because I always five 50. by 54. I is, would think 50 is 50. Yeah, because okay. 54. That's a QD 54. That's a yeah, Partagas E2. A big, oh yeah, that's yeah, a pretty yeah, big yeah, boy. Yeah, Toro yeah, territory. Yeah, that's a yeah big I big. What a great what a great cigar, guys. What a great cigar. Are you guys ready to give the uh, formal lizard Let's rating? Giddy up. All right, Rooster, you're up tonight. So I'm going to give it a 9.0. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the, it, 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 to, uh, to mimic uh, how Pagoda presents his score sometimes. <laughs> Who's not here tonight? It's a 9.0. 
It's a nine. It's, it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> for me. For me, it's a nine. It's a nine. It's a, it's a, and it, it is a nine for me. Let me tell you. Let me, Let me tell, tell you, this is a nine. This is a nine. This is a, a nine, nine. A nine. And it's or a nine. Gary Delabati, a nine. A nine. Um, it's a nine for me. It's a nine for me because it's, uh, it's, it's always in my humidor. I, it's always in my rotation. Um, it's just so solid, and, and I don't think we have to ruminate on it. I don't have to ruminate yeah. on, on it much more than that. We may end up with a rookie score. I am also at a nine. I'm also at a nine. Herman Kane, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> you sound like a, like a German. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Grinder. Uh, uh, to echo uh, Rooster score, 9.0. And finally, Bam Bam. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely at a nine. My fingers are burning, and I don't want to smoke. To stop smoking this. Thing. I don't think you have to do the math on this. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The lizard math is getting very complicated. Nine point oh. Nine point oh. Nine point oh. Wow. A flat wow. nine. Highly, highly recommended. Highly recommended. Strong yeah. recommend. Go for the fifty cap, please. Yeah, and like I said, you can find that. Unfortunately, this cigar is not in that selection, Robusto. But you can find singles out there on various sites. I don't know, Rooster. Do you know what, what sites sell singles? I want to talk about our ratings, though. Because if I could give decimals on the rating, I actually would have gone with like an 8.8 or something actually slightly just under a 9. And here's That's why. surprising. Here's why. So we're going there? Because I can go there too. No, no. I'm no, not, I'm I'm not, not going hang on, there. Hang on, hang on. Let me just, <laughs> just hear me out. Just hear me out. We're breaking. Because I can totally see that. We have to. The reason, the reason I'm saying that, the reason I'm bringing this up, we're all at a 9. I think this is the first cigar we've ever reviewed that every single lizard had the same score. First one, I, I I know I I've had to average out every single time the score. This is the only one, no math was required, and so I wanted to split hairs for a second because Bam earlier talked about comparing this to a Partagas D4, and that's where I think when we're talking about Cuban robustos, especially the best Cuban robustos, this is where you have to split hairs to figure out if you had to crown one as the best, why you might do that, and I just want to say on this cigar the flavor is why I gave this a nine, why I rounded up. The flavor is unbeatable. I love it. I think clearly we all love it. The things that I have to knock slightly, and I'm watching Gizmo doing exactly what I'm about to say right Touching now, yeah. is I had to touch this up a few times as I was smoking it. I'm watching Gizmo do the same thing. When I light a D4, a grinder is raising his hand. I the same hand. thing throughout the whole smoke. Yeah. Same I, thing. I didn't have to I, do that. I, completely, I, did I completely disagree. Well, Me personally, I'd go <laughs> yeah. above a nine. All yeah. right, well, hang on. Let me for let me, me finish, same. and then I want to do the same. No let's just go to the tape. Let, let's do this. Let, let's do this. So let's hang do on. It. Hang Check on. your RH, guys. Hang on. Let's oh, yeah. do this. Go to the let's bathroom and come back. So, <laughs> so let's let, let's have that conversation. That, that's why I'm bringing this up. So for me, I've watched a number of guys, including myself, had to touch up this cigar. I This is not abnormal for me. I routinely feel like with this cigar, I do have to touch it up. Now, it's worth it because the flavor that it delivers is just so outstanding. I'm happy to do it. I don't, it doesn't bother me. But as I have to evaluate Cuban Robustos, with a D4, I rarely have to touch up that cigar. Rarely. With this cigar, I feel like I regularly have to do that. I mentioned that the construction, it's not beautiful. It's an outstanding smoke, but does it look like a beautiful cigar? No. It looks like a great cigar. So for me, the D4 is always going to be a little bit ahead of this cigar because when I factor in construction, burn, flavor, all of those things, I'm going to put a D4 slightly higher. 
But this take I take nothing away from this cigar. The flavor alone is so outstanding that that's why I gave it a nine. Does so anyone remember the score of the D? Yeah, I was gonna ask what was the score of the D. I wasn't here that night. I think it was a 8.8. Oh, maybe. No, under a nine? No, I was it not? Maybe it was a nine. Maybe under nine. I think it was maybe a nine, too. Maybe somebody gave it a 10. I, I think it's over a nine. Maybe a nine. Yeah, point. I think, I think it scored really? slightly higher. So, really, so, so lizard math prevails. The law of averages worked out. Exactly. Yeah. If, if I were here that night, I would have given a D4 an eight. And this a nine? And this a nine wow. from the point of view of flavor. I don't get this the strength of the flavor, not the strength and profile, but the flavor that I get in this. Ras, I don't get that much flavor in the D4. Now, the D4 is a more refined cigar. It's a little smoother, creamier. It's different. Yeah. I think it's a different cigar. What do you guys pursue when you go after a cigar? Is it the flavor or how, or how it looks? I mean, it, to me, it's always going to be flavor. I really don't care how yeah, it looks. Yeah, it's always right. flavor, but I, I'm right. sorry. Like we, right. I feel like we've had this right. conversation where we have. It, it's a variety of factors, but flavor is always the lead in that. No doubt. For me, but now... If the, if the flavor is amazing and the construction is terrible, then you know it's going to ruin the experience. So that's why all of them play a role. Yeah, when you're rating a cigar, I mean, you want to look at everything, right? You want to look at construction, right, right, how it right. burns, mm -hmm. the smoke output, how many times you're touching it up, uh, the flavor... Um, consistency. All of that. Consistency. I don't particularly. I don't particularly care how it looks if all those other things are great. You know, I had a. I have a box of uh, Partagas P2s from seventeen that are some of the ugliest cigars that I've ever gotten, and they are, fantastic. are phenomenal. Everything so else checks the box. If you're so. if you're checking all those boxes, then yeah, the D4 wins. If you want to look at it winning and losing, but that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's all things considered. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Well, what I go after though is definitely at these these days probably. Every, flavor? No, the recommendation for you guys. You know, that's oh. probably what. Yeah. That's the where I the start. referral is always going to be the number yeah. one thing. All right, boys, a 9.0 for the Ramon Iona specialty selected. And uh, we'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us lounge lizards pod, P O D. That's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.